Observability refers to the capability of comprehending the internal functioning of a complex system by observing its external outputs. Observability tools help developers understand the entire scenario of an application by digging into the data that is being used and recorded, and can help pipe data across various solutions used within enterprises to read and discover what's going on from analytics. Rookout is an observability platform with a developer-first approach that empowers you to collect any data point even from the most intricate levels of live code, in real time and as needed. Lyron Hemovich is a CTO at Rookout and he joins us today. We discuss about Rookout's recent offering called Snapshots. Rookout calls this the fourth pillar of observability. With Snapshots, Developers can accurately and quickly capture application state with outstanding performance and built-in security. This episode is hosted by Mike Bufolco. Follow Mike at mikebufolco.com. Liren, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. It's great being on the show again. Yeah, super happy to have you back. It sounds like we've got some interesting things to talk about. Um, so why don't we just kind of launch into it? I, I think probably the best place to start in case someone didn't listen to our last interview, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what is Rookout? Sure. So Rookout is a developer first observability platform. We focus on bringing developers great insights into their code, into code in general, to understand what's going on. And we focus on the developer side of things. Unlike most observability tools, which personally I find to be very SRE focused. And we are also uh, focusing on throughout the software development lifecycle. So it doesn't matter if you're still in the development phase, if you're focusing on quality and testing, or if you're already in production. And we find today most companies are everywhere all at once. And we br- bring tools that help developer make developers more productive and a and able to deliver higher quality software throughout the whole process. Yeah, it's a really important set of features to, to be able to add to your engineering process. I think just a few years ago, uh, it, for a lot of us, myself included, uh, the notion of observability was really just putting like console logs in the right point in your code and hoping and praying that that was the right thing to catch, you know, whatever issue you were having. Um, can you tell me a little bit about sort of what, what modern observability is in general, maybe like observability 101, the features that are involved in that and, uh, the things that it can provide to engineering teams. Mm -hmm. So I think over the past decade or so, observability is centered around three main pillars, logs, which we all know and love ages ago, it's kind of helping us understand how the code is flowing and what's going on inside of it. And we have metrics that are focusing on the medical values, especially around scaling system. It was heavily popularized by Google in the SRE invoke and then through Prometheus and other tools that giving you a broad picture of what rate are things going and is it good, doing well or not. And over a few years, a few years ago, then distributed tracing joined the fray and it's focusing more on helping us uh, connect metrics and logs between and microservices, especially in cloud native environments. So those are the three big ones when it comes to observability. Yeah, I think they're, all of them feel like a little bit of magic compared to the past. Uh, it's, it's the kind of thing that can allow you to, um, sort of uplevel the things you're looking at from like, uh, Hey, is, is my thing breaking to, Hey, how can we make the thing work better and more quickly? Where are the, the slow points, uh, in the system? Um, I think it probably comes up a lot lately with, um, 
people talking about edge functions and how to make your edge functions work quickly. Uh, where do you put your edge uh, logic in regards to the database? And is it dangerous to query from a database in certain situations and things like that? It's hard to infer. You can't really like guess the right way to do it. And being able to measure with observability is really helpful there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I think uh, Rookout is, is doing a pretty good job of sort of leading uh, the industry in terms of making sure that that tooling is mature and, and easy to set up for folks. Um, so what's uh, what are we here to talk about today? What's what's kind of coming for Rookout now? So as I mentioned, the other three pillars of observability and at Rookout, we've always had some share and some, uh, as you mentioned, some tooling that helps with all three of them. But at Rookout, we also had a, a fourth pillar or a fourth building block, which was snapshots. And recently we've come to learn that uh, snapshots should be regarded as its own fourth pillar of observability. And it's not just a thing, but it's something that's has tremendous value, especially as we're shifting left and uh, giving developers more ownership over observability compared. And in that case, some of the more traditional pillars are not always the best tools for the job. Yeah, so tell me a little bit more about that. Um, I, I don't think I've actually used snapshots uh, before as an observability tool. So what does that provide for me? So snapshots are kind of like providing with the debugger-like experience. Uh, it's about showing you the variable values, the stack trace, some global context, showing you everything that was going on in a specific point of time. And I like to think of that as a logline on steroids. So instead of just having to say, you know, you, you get a log line, you know, this line was executed. Maybe you have a timestamp and a process or a thread ID and potentially a couple of variables. And then you're trying to reconstruct it in your mind. You're trying to figure out, so this line was executed in that point in time. And those were the values that it printed to me. Then other variables yeah. in scope might have been this and might have been that. And this was probably called from a different functions. And you're doing tons of guesswork that's heavily dependent on your knowledge of the code and how simple or complex the code is. And snapshots are taking away all that guesswork and giving you the debugger experience. Show me exactly where I am. Show me everything that was going on in that point of time and giving me a clear picture of what's going on. I think there's probably thousands of developers out there who are listening along with this, nodding their heads along with me, who had to like assemble this picture in their mind of the whole system running as they look at their their log outputs that they've chosen or even through through existing observability tools the things that were provided sort of traditionally um i often feel like that meme of the guy with the red yarn on a on a you know a cork board behind me trying to figure out what's going on adding snapshots to that sounds really fantastic thank you now you know snapshots in a way have been around for a long time whether it's through debuggers and debuggers by the nature show you and the real life snapshot of the application or by other more heavy duty toolings. And most operating systems have various forms of snapshotting tools, especially for process crashes, whether it's Linux or Windows, or if the operating system itself crashes, you'll often find a code dump or a process dump that provides you with the data. But as you mentioned, those weren't traditional observability tools because they're so heavy they're so resource intensive that you would only ever use them in an emergency. And that has kind of kept them out of reach for most day-to-day -day usage for most developers, even though they were incredibly powerful tools once you uh, got around to using them and paid the price for it. Now today with modern tooling, 
Snapshots are something that's very lightweight, very easy to use, and can be used essentially by anyone, uh, let alone SaaS companies and uh, cloud-native environments, uh, to dig into the code and not have to reconstruct, not have to reconstruct by more one and more and more and more log line, but inferring from metrics, by inferring from traces. If you just you want to see the code, just take a snapshot to see exactly what's going on and do it with a click of a button. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Uh, as an end user of Rookout, then, what does the integration story look like for uh, being able to take advantage of snapshots within your tool stack? So the integration story for Rookout is very similar to installing uh, other uh, observability tools, such as an APM. You go ahead by simply installing an agent or an SDK. For example, in Node, it's just about npm install Rookout. You import Rookout, you start the package with your token, your account token, and that's it, you're good to go. From that point on, you can take a snapshot of any line of code running inside the application so that you can see everything about it. You just literally select a line of code. The next time it's executed, just like a breakpoint would, you would get uh, the stack trace, the local variables, uh, various context information. But because it's snapshot and not a break and not a traditional breakpoint, the application doesn't break. So the application keeps going and you get as many snapshots as you want. So you can keep track of the flow without all the guesswork involved in traditional logging. Sure. So in other words, if you accidentally uh, try and, and uh, ask for a snapshot when you have some end user somewhere using your app or your site, uh, their, their functionality continues. It's almost transparent to them, but suddenly you get lots more um, context around what's going on for them, probably uh, to be able to debug something or just to kind of see how things are running. Is that kind of the idea? That's exactly the idea. And it's completely transparent for the end users. It's completely transparent from an operational perspective. Get the snapshots without interrupting the application, just like logs and metrics don't interrupt the application in any way, shape, shape or form. Yeah, wow, that's really interesting. So uh, it's really not much more than, like you said, kind of adding a, a node library and um, keying into, you know, adding your API key to the integration there. Um, how does this work with um, uh, like GDPR for privacy and things like that if you're taking snapshots of people's uh, sort of real-time uh, activities? So we have a, a full suite of security and compliance features involved in Rookout. Specifically for GDPR, it's actually not that complicated because as long as you're keeping the data for relatively short periods of time, then actually GDPR doesn't require too much for you. As long as you, because most most requirements within GDPR, especially around the rights to be forgotten and the rights to amend, only apply for data that is kept for longer than 30 days. I see. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's, it's the kind of thing that adds value to your team and uh, hopefully lets you get some more um, information on what's going on without uh, much compromise there. Um, so uh, this, the new observability features for snapshots, are they they're functional for web applications? Is there a, a mobile library that works for these as well? So we don't have a mobile application yet. We are working on a mobile library. Uh, for now, we offer support for Node uh, as well as anything running on the JVM, anything running on the .NET way more core and variants, uh, as well as Python, Ruby, and we've recently released Go, which was actually a fairly complex uh, support. Uh, there was a lot of, I think the uh, Go support, the Go library was way more complex than everything else. And we've still managed to deliver that. So we're very proud of that. 
I feel like the Go engineers who I know uh, are often ones who are dealing with with more challenging problems, and they they seem to be the um, the the whispers of the dev world. Like they really know their stuff. It's it's a challenging language for sure. That's really exciting. Yeah, it's also much more challenging from an observability perspective because as long as you're running on that, you know, a modern runtime, something that's a, so a virtual machine of sorts, there is a middleman that can help a observability. Uh, answer many questions. Well, if you're running on the machine, like a, you know, traditional C code or now Go code, then you have a much, uh, you're way more on your own and the observability tools have a much harder time providing you insight, which I think is why uh, snapshots are very valuable for Go and actually seen huge adoption for that as well. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. So um, it sounds like then you've got a, a pretty good smattering of, of language supports there, um, and lots of, uh, you know, lots of functionality that comes along with each of those. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, uh, then sort of like the adoption story? What, what do you think are, um, teams, companies, people, creators, whoever it may be like, who, who are the right people who should be thinking about Rookout for, um, adding observability to what they're building? So the way I see today, uh, all developers should be focusing around observability. And now, on the one hand, we want developers to shift left. And in some way, I like to think of it more as actually shift right. Because in my point of view, it's develop it's the production environment that stays put. Production isn't moving. Production is staying exactly the same. But developers have to move towards it. Developers have to access it. To enable developers to connect with production, to have developers own their code as it's running in production, there are key things that need to change for the way we've been traditionally doing things. One of them is that we need developers to gain access from a security perspective, from a compliance perspective. We need some way that securely gives them access to production because it's gone all the days that uh, you can just SSH into machines. And as we briefly touched upon, and I'm not going to bore you too much with the security details, Rookout offers all the security uh, tools and policies you would need to enable a developers to access production, even at large-scale organizations. And we have Fortune 500 companies and many other companies using us precisely for that, and in many cases with much compliance involved. Now, on top of that, you also need tools that not just provide you access, but tools that are easy to use. If you look today around modern observability, especially distributed tracing, it's actually very, very complicated to adapt. It requires a lot of knowledge into how tracing works and how to analyze it and how to use the data, which is why in most organizations, tracing is mostly used by centralized teams that own observability, that own architecture, that own complex performance problems. But from my experience, it's very rare that distributed tracing is used by individual contributors across the organization. And I think that's also something that's a huge boon for snapshots because snapshots provide a much more debugger-like experience, they're very code-focused, Every developer can just pick up snapshots and instantly use them. And it doesn't require even an extensive knowledge of the language you're using or the code base because none of the guesswork we've described is involved. Just click on the line, get the data, see what's going on. Uh, if you, let's, one of the examples I hate the most is that when you see a log line, and let's say you're seeing the, the value is five. Was five a string or a character? Was it an integer or a float? There are so many intricacies that go into stringifying a value. Uh, in fact, five might even be an object that happens to have a string, a converter to the number five for some reasons. And when you use a snapshot, you don't have to worry about any of that. You're gonna know exactly 
what was the original type, what was the original value, how was it accurately encoded, and all of this guesswork uh, is involved. Now, uh, those elements make it so that every developer can access their code in the cloud, in production, wherever it's running, and own it and troubleshoot it faster, fix bugs faster, design new feature. Way better because you know how the code is actually being used. And I think that today, with the rise of microservices, with the rise of dynamic typing, with the rise of all these fancy technologies that provide us with great abstractions that helps us deal with one element at a time, they often also hide a lot from us. I mean, on the, on the one hand, that's their purpose. But on the other hand, when you're just reading a function or reading a snippet of code, there is so much that's not there. What's the configuration? What's the data? Uh, where is this coming from? Where is this going to? What are the feature flags that are involved? And so on and so forth. And snapshots help you bridge that gap. Yeah, I feel like you're in a lot of ways almost like reading my mind. It feels like you've been seeing the problems that I've been dealing with lately as I'm building things out. And um, it's almost a natural uh, complexity that gets added to product as uh, teams add things like feature flags and beta support for uh, new functionality and uh, especially as new um, devs get added to teams, the um, baked-in knowledge of how to debug and add support for new features and you know how to fix bugs is something that is sort of mind share for people who've been on the team for a while who almost have that institutional knowledge of how to fix something. Uh, and once you, you're able to get almost like this live debugging experience of, hey, here's what's literally happening right now, it takes away a lot of the weight of figuring out how to do that. Um, and I think especially from the perspective of like changing the minds of organizations where observability is the job of some specialized team that, you know, holds the, the keys to the kingdom for all of that logic, uh, the, it, the case makes itself when you say, hey, I can just get the, um, you know, this this live debugger sort of um, breakpoint experience um, now within my tooling. So, so the devs on the team should have access to it. I think that's really super interesting. Yeah, and I, I think it's something that... Um, you know, from the perspective of someone who wants to be able to fix problems more quickly uh, is, is definitely something that, um, you know, sounds like a, a value add right out of the box. I think many organizations today are struggling with onboarding engineers, with expanding engineering teams, with expanding projects, because as you, this mindshare you've mentioned is so hard to expand on. And it's not just about being a great Go or No developers. It's about knowing the domain, it's about knowing the code, it's about knowing the code base and the architecture, but even more so the history of decisions and how everything came together. Now, I'm not saying a single tool can take all of that away. Obviously, knowledge is super important, but some of the day-to-day -day tasks that require tons of knowledge today don't have to be like that. Because observability tools provide you with so partial data, then all this work of uh, bring, building the, the whole picture takes huge amount of effort, huge amount of time, and especially huge amount of knowledge. And so this is why we're seeing companies that take over six months to onboard new engineers. It's why you're seeing that the most, the architects and the people who are most valuable on the team are more often not doing troubleshooting. Instead of doing design work or mentoring work or teaching work, they're doing troubleshooting because they're the only one who can actually read the logs. They're the only one who knows, who knows how to read the metrics. Yeah, I think you see a lot of those teams, the the more senior people have these really complex, ornate uh, setups that they use to debug as well, that they've developed over, you know, months and months or years uh, to kind of build things out. And it's really interesting to think that you can sit down a new engineer on a team 
and give them the ability to um, use this sort of breakpoint in production uh, straight away and kind of see how things are working and almost use that as a tool to explain or have them infer what's going on there. Yeah. Just like you train engineers by having the debug code on the machines, you give them a sample input and then they walk through the codes and set breakpoints, see how everything comes together. Now they can do the same in production. They can see how the code is coming together in production, how different microservices are connecting, how cloud services are being used, how user input is being, how real user input is being processed and how real user settings are impacting the code. And so they can move on much, much faster. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm seeing an interesting trend lately too in two things actually. Developer experience is something that we're putting a lot more value in. So I feel like there was a while where just adding functionality and tooling and features to uh, our, our toolkit was something that engineers were really excited about. And over the past few years, the focus really seems to be on adding velocity to the building experience and making it easier to have proactive and reactive support, but also just making it nicer to be a developer. Um, it's almost like the, uh, the lens of user experience has been pointed at the dev teams now too, not for the first time, but in a big way, it seems to be the trend. And um, that's something that I think as, as uh, engineering teams uh, will tell you has, is something that they all value. Um, the other thing I feel like I'm seeing too is, is that um, it almost feels like uh, kind of like you were saying, being closer to the production environment is something that we're all starting to get access to. So um, a lot of the um, teams that have like Git-driven workflows where they do deploys through, um, you know, pull requests and things like that uh, are now deploying instances much more rapidly than we used to be. And so testing needs to be further integrated and all that. Uh, and I think that having a a developer environment or a dev environment that feels a lot more like a production environment seems to be the trend too. So being able to literally debug from the production environment also allows those features and fixes to go out much more quickly. Yeah, if you look at feature flags, if you look at uh, pericard configurations and those sorts of things, you will often see that it makes actually more sense to test in production, especially if you can uh, uh, mitigate that, especially if you can test within a specific account, whether it's internal account or even if you can use a specific user within the account to test things. All of a sudden, it makes, makes way more sense to run some of the tests in production because you can get there way faster than traditionally. You don't deploy once a week or once a month. You can deploy with, deploy with a simple PR. You get real data. You get real performance. You get everything that comes together in a much nicer way. And once you can segregate that and make it a safe environment, then you get much more higher quality testing by testing in production. But if you test in production, then obviously it's great when things go well, when things go wrong. So you've mitigated that. You didn't break production. You didn't break the user experience. But now you have to investigate why you did it fail which is what will you need great observability tooling for the engineers to figure out. So I've tested in production. The test didn't go as smoothly as I wanted. I've got some uh, issues I need to fix. Now I need to investigate them. Again, it would be much easier to investigate them in production rather than trying to investigate them in some other environment where I'm going to have to spend a lot of time and effort reproducing them in the first place. Yeah, it's almost like we don't need to go and recreate the scene of the crime any longer uh, and we can kind of relive the actual experience of what's going on in, in the production environment. Um, I think that's something that um, also will tend to reduce attrition for teams where your engineers will hang around longer if they're having a more joyful experience of building software and they're able to have more impact more quickly 
when it's less frustrating to build things, I think people just get less tired naturally, you know? Um, one of the things I really like about Rookout too, that I was, I was kind of browsing around on your site before. Um, I think one of the things that lots of engineers more, maybe more senior engineers have experienced is the notion of like selling, uh, the need for a new tool, um, can be really challenging. And so, uh, one of the things that I like about Rookout is, is that you have a pretty generous free tier where, uh, it doesn't seem to be limited by the use of the product as much as it is get in there, get someone to, to use it and, and like show the value of this thing, uh, with. I think you offer a bunch of instances and, and, you know, one for user seat and, um, literally just being able to try the tool and show the tool, uh, to your team or the business or whoever you need to sell it to, uh, is something that's super, super helpful. And I think, um, it's, it's something that developer tooling teams are starting to do better and better. And I love the fact that there's a free tier there for people to just jump in and use it. Yeah. We want as many developers to benefit from the tool and from the experience as possible. Uh, we think that to truly uh, enable developers to own production, to totally own their code, they need their own, uh, not necessarily they need their own, they need observability tools that match their needs. It can be the same observability tool as somebody else, it can be different observability tools, but it should answer their needs. And it's not just a matter of copy-pasting the SRE set of tools for developers because they have different needs and those need to be managed. Yeah, definitely they do. So uh, part of the reason we're chatting today is that uh, Rookout is is making some uh, some splashes in the news with uh, feature changes. So what's going on with the product at the moment? Recently at Rookout, we've came to realize that snapshots are the fourth pillar of the observability. And to enable that, uh, we wanted to go beyond what we've been doing so far. So we've launched a few uh, snapshots-focused features. I think the first one of those uh, is the fact that you can now embed snapshots into your code. Let's say you're uh, writing a piece of code and all of a sudden you're dealing with some will edge case, some function that should never fail, and you're testing the error code for that. Now, definitely from an engineering perspective, you should test the error code and you should make sure that you're handling the error, but you've never seen this function fail in your life. Now, what are you going to log? You probably have no idea, so you might log the error code itself. You might log another line. You probably won't log too much because you are not sure what to log. You're not sure how expensive it's going to be. And you don't have too much time to spend on it anyway because you've never seen this line fail. But then, you know, somewhere down the line, that line just might fail. And then you're going to end up with a lackluster log line that doesn't really help you understand how it failed, why it failed. And you're going to go into, you know, start uh, digging into it and trying to reproduce it and God knows what. Instead, now you can use a Rookout that allows you to take snapshots directly from your code so that whenever you're dealing with something odd, a, a, an, an odd function failure, an odd input, whatever it is that doesn't make sense for you right now, you can instantly uh, call Rookout snapshot You and then this way you'll get a snapshot of the exact odd case and you can, uh, you're actually going to get a URL so you can uh, log that URL into your logs. You can get a, a notification on Slack or elsewhere that something odd has happened. And this way, when you go to investigate this odd thing, you're going to get a full snapshot, just like if a debugger would have stopped in that line of code, so that you can troubleshoot it way, way, way faster with great insight into what's going on. Now, we're also looking to automate that even further and start collecting snapshots for you in interesting areas. One key interesting area we are launching as part of the feature release is a, a search tracking. So, uh, testing in general, unit testing in particular, 
So when, if you run Rookout in your testing, right now, the, whenever testing is going to fail, we're going to take a snapshot of the test failure. So you're going to see exactly, instead of getting some, you know, obscure generic message, uh, set equals failed, one is not equal to zero, and you probably know that one is not equal to zero. Instead, you're going to get a, a nice snapshot showing which line failed. Here is the source code. Here are all the local variables. And this is exactly how the test failed. So you can go in and investigate it way faster without having to spend time to reproduce and rebuild it and all that. Yeah, I think this is where I'm going to raise my hand as, uh, you know, I've been building software for the better part of 20, maybe 25 years at this point, a long time. Uh, and I can think of many, many times where I've written that last else clause where it's just been like, <laughs> I can't imagine why I would ever get here, but I'm going to put this in here anyway with a generic, you know, throw exception with some message in it that says like, I don't know, this is impossible or whatever it is. Uh, and, and, um, often, maybe not often, but on occasion, those things become real user errors where people get there and then you have to back your way into one reproducing it, but then also figuring out like what added up to someone getting there. Uh, and, uh, that's definitely something that has been like a gentle weight pulling on my mind in every bit of software I've built for the last, you know, God knows how long, uh, it's really interesting to be able to automate that and then have like a Slack notification say like, Hey, someone got to this thing that you never thought was going to happen. You should probably think about that now. Uh, I think that's a super, super compelling use case there. That's really cool. Thank you. Obviously, besides knowing that somebody got there, here is how they got there so that you can and remediate that, fix it, leave it there, whatever. Now you know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's that. I think in in itself is something that can provide a lot of uh, uh, easier sleep for a lot of developer teams and tech leads throughout the industry. That's really really exciting. Super cool. So, uh, Laren, it sounds like there's a lot of changes coming to the product that will uh, make devs' lives easier. And so that begs the question then, um, where do they go to get started? What do devs need to do to jump into using Workout with their uh, product teams right now? Well, the easiest way would be to go to rookout.com. You can either sign up online or reach out to us via chat or via the website itself. And we'll be happy to schedule for your personalized demo to show you more of the nitty-gritty details. Or you can just, as I mentioned, just as you mentioned, just try online, get started and see how it goes. That's great. Yeah. And what if they want to come chase you down and uh, leave you with some of their thoughts on, on Rookout or observability and things like that? Where can they find you online? They can find me either on LinkedIn, Liran Haimovic, or they can find me on Twitter, Liran underscore last. And I'm always happy to chat and discuss observability, Kubernetes and cloud. Fantastic. Well, Liren, thanks so much for chatting with me today. It's been a real pleasure. It's very cool to see how Rickout is growing and how you're thinking uh, and have a lot of foresight for the needs of developers in, in modern dev teams. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today, and hopefully we get to do this again sometime soon. Thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks, Mike. It's a pleasure being here. Take care.